Conjunction with deep experience revival level introduced to you God's word, His simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastor Kolopri. God bless you as you listen. My prayer today that everyone will lift up his head and his heart and focus on Christ so that as he begins to speak to us, as we begin to break the bread. As suddenly our eyes will open to behold him even as he is hallelujah i also believe and trust god for a definite encounter for everyone and each of us in the course of our study in the name of jesus christ today we are going to look at also the example of joseph i bring this again as the introduction as we start our study the portion which God offers every one of his children is a great one. He offers himself to us as our portion and our inheritance. Men of old who realize the implications of this offer walk with God. Each of them had a strong and good testimony about this great inheritance. David said, O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance, and my cup you maintain, my Lord. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. Psalm 16, verses 5 and 6. In Lamentation 3, 24, the same David speaking, he said, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. Hallelujah. You can also have a testimony if only you could make the Lord your pursuit. You cling to him and walk with him in the light of his world. In this study, we shall examine the example of other men who pursued the Lord God as their inheritance so as to learn lessons for our lives upon whom the end of the world has come. Now we continue. First of all, we try to establish this. When we are called, we are called as heirs of God and join heirs with who? With Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, 16 to 18. We look at these scriptures, then we carry on with our study. Romans chapter 8, 16 to 18. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. That we are the children of God. 17. And if children then heirs. Heirs of God. And join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him. That we may be also glorified together. As 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time. Are not worthy. To be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Hallelujah. I will say in Amen. 
Now we look at that scripture and look at other scriptures also. Genesis chapter 14 verses 19. We look at Galatians chapter 3, 29 and 4, 6 to 7 and Colossians chapter 1 verses 12. Now we look at these scriptures as we start from Romans chapter 8 verses 16 to 18. The spirit is a bearded witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children then heirs, heirs of God join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed even in us. Hallelujah. We shall be revealed even in us. Genesis chapter 14 verses 19. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. Possessor of heaven and earth. Praise God. Now we look at these two scriptures as we join others in the course of our study. When we come to Christ, we didn't just come to him. For him to establish family that he has become our possession. God had to give us his spirit. It's important that we understand this. Because most of times, even myself, I wonder why children of God are afraid. Why they are not confident. Why they are not believing what God said. God who knows quite well that man is like that. Man seeks for signs. Man wants to be sure before he can follow you. Most of the people who have joined Oboni, most of them who have joined Amok and so many other things they have joined, they are seeking for power. And if they didn't see any sign that showed that actually this is a place we can trust our life and trust that we can get what we need, they won't stay there. Honestly, they won't stay there. Because it's something that made them to go there. Now, even our God knows that man that he created, he cannot follow him if he see a proof to what God is saying. And that's why the gospel we preach is not without proofs. The gospel of Christ that we preach is with so many proofs. Proofs that are handleable. Proofs that are touchable. That's why when we came to Christ, God went ahead to seal us with his spirit. Now, I share with people, I say, if you go out there in the whole world, if you check everything that the product that man has produced, he puts his own seal on it. He puts his own seal on it. Hallelujah. All the people that made television, if you go there, you see sky something, sky whatever, whatever it is. If you turn this place, you see. If you turn here, you see. If you turn there, you see. Now, when we came to Christ, God went ahead to seal us with his spirit. To show that actually what I am saying is true. It's not a fluke. It's not a joke. I didn't just say that I am your possession. No. He knows quite well that if we cannot see a sign, 
we will not believe. He won't believe. And God went ahead to give us his spirit. Like the scripture said. Go back to Romans chapter 8. Can you go to 16? The spirit is a bearded witness with our spirit. That we are the children of God. It's no more John chapter 1 verses 12. As many as received him. To them gave he power. It is true that when we came to Christ. The power was released. It's just like I preach you the Bible, you believe in Christ. As the Bible said, only you believe in has made you a child of God. Only you believe in. Now you believe in Jesus. According to the scripture, I prayed for you. I asked God to forgive your sins according to his word. Write your name in the book of life. Cancel it from the book of death. As we are saying that you have received the power to become a child of God. So far as you have repented of your sin, confess your sin, accept in Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior with faith in your heart. You are automatically a child of God. Your sins are forgiven. That is true. But God knows that man is he man. He still wants to see what is more than that. And God said, I can't say you are my son without me doing much more than that. He now went ahead and said, I will take my own spirit and put it in you. My spirit, that spirit that made me God, I will take it and put in you. Listen, there's no different spirit. He didn't say, I'll get the spirit of something. And God now took his own spirit and put in you. He put his spirit in us. And that spirit in us bears witness with our own spirit. That what God is saying is true. It's not a fluke. So every day the spirit tells you. You are a child of God. It's not a fluke. It's not game. It's trying to do you the more you look. The less you see. No. This is not Nidabet. Reality. Reality. The spirit of God is in you. He bears witness with your spirit. You are now a child of God. God has become your own. By right. The day you gave your life to Christ. Brought you into this family. He went ahead and put his spirit on you. That spirit bears witness every day. Now. If you pray. Do you experience something? Do you experience spirit of God. Bearing witness with your spirit. Let's go on. Galatians. So that you will understand more what we are saying. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29. Now, I say this also. Listen. Why do we preach the gospel after you finish giving your life to Christ? We now ask you. Listen. The issue of giving your life to Christ is first stage. Now we start laboring for you to receive the Holy Ghost. We know that you'll be cheated. We know that at a point, if you have not received the Holy Ghost, are you understanding what I'm saying? There will be a time you'll be deceived. If we should leave you at that spot, after we say you have given your life to Christ, and we have not labored for you to also be sealed, so that this spirit can begin to bear witness with your own spirit, that this thing is not a fluke, it's a reality. The person can still backslide. He will not walk far with God. It's an experience. 
that will carry us far in our walk with God. Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. For Galatians chapter 4, 6 and 7. And because you are sons, God has sent for the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. These are signs. These are pointers that actually this is not a fluke. You are a child of God. You have possessed God as your own possession. It's not by mistake it happened. It didn't just happen. But following the promise of God, that as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the children of God, which ordinarily means, you have now possessed me. I have become your own. He went ahead to now seal them with the spirit. And you look at them, the spirit of God bears witness with their spirit. As they pray, they see their step groaning. I'll pray at the time I'll groan. Do you know one thing the spirit of God keep pressing in my heart? He keep pressing you are a child of God. He keep pressing. He comes every time to witness to me you are a child of God. But the implication is what we don't know. What actually the spirit of God is telling us you are a child of God. You have possessed God. God is your own. Understand. Understand. Wake up. Wake up. Stop behaving like that. Wake up. See the inheritance he has given to you. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. So today we have seen speaking in tongues. And even all those witnesses as religious things. So we see it as religious things. He just entered another room. This tongue is wonderful. Ah, Holy Ghost will shake his head and say, Oh, he didn't understand what I was doing. That when he was praying, I was there to witness, to bear witness to his spirit. You are a child of God. Wake up and take your inheritance. Wake up and take your inheritance. Stop joking. Be serious. My heart pains me so much when I see children of God begging. It's because they have not settled down for the truth. They have not settled down for the truth that is in Christ. They have refused to settle down for the truth that is in Christ. What moves them is what physical eyes can see. What moves them is what their hands can touch. What moves them is what the world is telling them and not what is written about them. In the first place, where did the journey start? We only had the gospel by faith and he said, you have become my own. Now, the same gospel I had, I received the Holy Ghost as a proof. So, who told you that everything, you won't get it the same way? Only by faith. The same faith that brought you to Christ as you stayed with him, learning of him, the same faith, God looked at you, cried Jesus, get you baptized. That's why, if you look at the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's purely reserved for Christ. No pastor can say, I can baptize you in the Holy Ghost. If pastors can baptize in the Holy Ghost, they will baptize both unbelievers, and collect money and put in their, and be going their way. But God, who knows the implication of that, he knows that if you have not come to Christ, you can't possess me. 
is the greatest that God can offer. So he kept it for himself. Jesus watched them. Anyone that meets the standard, let him live. So for some who has met the standard, because they don't know the implication, not as if they don't want to be back, but they don't even know the implication. They would have gone all out to cry, hold him until he release it. So that there will be no doubt in their hearts. Hallelujah. Please, is somebody understanding what I'm saying here? Is somebody understanding? He showed us the implication. He said, this God we are talking about, we have discussed that the process of heaven and earth. Understand that when God, who is the possessor of heaven and earth, has sealed you with his own spirit, he cannot come back again and unseal you. But because we don't understand it, even those that are sealed, if you see the way they live their life, one day God started speaking to me. Do you know what he said to me? He said, come, I teach you something. He said, whatever you don't want to know is what you will know. I said, how? He said, because of the Holy Ghost. He said, whatever you want to know, you will know it. I said, from that day, my mentality changed. The way I reason changed. The way I think changed. The way I approach things changed. So I can see some things I say, I can do all things through Christ. That's strength. That's where that word became a reality in me. I can do all things through Christ. That's strength in me. So I'll be looking at it. When I mean all things, I mean all things. I mean all things. So I remove the barrier. That one encounter put out every barrier around my life. You say, anything you want to know, you can know it, my son. I say, eh. It's because of the spirit of God that I put in you. For the earth is the laws and the fullness thereof. What does the Holy Ghost come to do in your life? He's here to make you know Christ. Reveal Christ the more. Show you the will of God for your life. Cause you to be firmly established. Carrying this gospel to the ends of the earth. Without any barrier. God made us to understand. Listen. When God said. He had become your own. He didn't just say it. Let it just be I'm talking. He went ahead and put a stamp on it by giving you his spirit. Can we think about that? Just one minute. God's spirit is in you. Have you seen somebody who is possessed of evil spirit before? Is there anybody seen somebody who is possessed of evil spirit before? How does the person behave, sir? His spirit. According to that spirit that is in the person. Now, why should God's spirit be in you? You are not behaving according to the spirit. Listen, I have seen people that are possessed by the spirit. By evil spirit. I have seen them. They behave like that. They behave just like that spirit. No matter your weight. No matter your size. I met one. His size notwithstanding. The evil spirit that was possessing him was controlling him. And I sat down. God said, how come the spirit of the almighty God is in you and you are not behaving like that same spirit. The spirit of God is in you and you are behaving opposite. You are behaving like the world. The reason is because you don't know the implication of what has happened to you. You don't even understand. So we move around every day. 
confused, begging, gazing at the sky, full of fears. And that's why in many churches, they, they are now bringing unbelievers to teach you how to build soup. What do they call it again? Skill acquisition. So they will come, one unbeliever will just come and say, he will learn our language. Hallelujah. They will teach her how to learn our language. You come and say, hallelujah. She's not one of us. But they have called her to come and teach you soup. Where are you going with soup? There are better things that the Holy Ghost would have given to you if you stay with him. If he want to give you soap, then he will give you international soap. The one you will do, the whole world will come to you. Not the one that will go there and be competing with people. You know how many people that are in soap business? Anything you want to do, let it be Holy Ghost that is doing it through you. Then you know he's that one that is the one he created. You see how it will move. Now, we understand this, that it's not a fluke. God has given us his spirit. I am not saying this to bring anyone down. If you have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you must strive for it. Listen, that is the next step. You must strive for it. Don't relax. Then if you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, stop this game. Be serious with God. I mean, be serious with God. And see the whole wilderness, it will turn it to be pool of water. Holy Ghost turns it to be pool of water. It will make you understand that actually God is your own. He is the possessor of heaven and what? And earth. He possesses heaven and earth. He will carry you to certain things that you have never known that is existing here. Look at Colossians. Colossians chapter 1 verses 12. I'm sharing this with you so that you will understand how these things work. Stop joking. Stay with God and be serious. Mean business. Mostly when you have received the Holy Ghost after you were born again. And look at what he said. Giving thanks unto the Father. Which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Hallelujah. Partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So if we are not partaking. God is not at rest. He is not satisfied. He brought us into this mystery in order for we to begin to partake with other saints who has grown into this understanding. The inheritance is there for you. God himself has offered himself and what is the implication? The art is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So why are we being intimidated? Why are we behaving like slaves? Why are we bowing down our heads? Why are we pursuing these things? Why is our heart not at rest morning and night? Why are we not holding up to God and Him becoming our celebration forever and ever for bringing us into this mystery that the world cannot explain? This is a mystery that the world cannot explain. They can't recover from it. If we refuse to be ignorant of this truth, if we can return to him and hold on to him, because we have seen that this thing he's saying is not a fluke, it's true. It's true. So we will see our own inheritance 
that he has said we are partakers of, we will still stay here on earth struggling. Listen, that you sang me, I know go suffer, does not mean you won't, you suffer well. And the suffering that you'll be suffering is the wrong one. There's a suffering set for us, which I will show you now. Go back to Galatians very quick. I show you that suffering. Romans 8, 17. And if children then heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Look at 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Glory which shall be revealed in us. Hallelujah. Now, do you see where the greatest problem stands now? Now look at where this problem stands. God has offered himself to us. That is one. We are sealed with the Holy Ghost. That is two. As a proof that actually the promise of God to us is not a fluke. That is the truth. Now look at this one. Which has become a problem even in the body of Christ presently. The next thing that we see there is that there is still an attachment of suffering. For the fullness of the glory to come. For the fullness of the glory to come. The glory cannot come until this attachment of suffering, you understand it perfectly well. If you understand it, it's the day you begin to head to that glory. For this scripture, he called this suffering that which God did not approve, that the world has approved for their pleasure, which can vanish Within a short time. Now, for this inheritance to come into our hands, this has become a major problem and struggle that we have had, even as children of God and in the body of Christ. But for we that stood for God, the glory is eternal. And that is why today you have seen children of God modeling so many things up and yet. They expect in this level of glory or the manifestation of the inheritance called God in his fullness. For example, if people like Daniel, if people like Joseph, if they did not understand, that will bring us to Joseph now, the study about Joseph, if they did not understand that there is this suffering that is attached to this inheritance, if we must get the fullness of it, they will miss it. They would have missed it. There's no way would have seen it record. Somebody like Joseph left his land and went to a foreign land and became a prime minister there. It wouldn't have happened. But for this inheritance called God, for him to now partake with other saints, that is in Christ. He needed to have a perfect understanding of the place of suffering in order for the glory to come in the fullness. The same way we saw in Christ, Jesus, the son of the living God, when he came here on earth, he had a perfect understanding. There is a suffering that is attached to this glory if I must get the fullness of the glory 
or lest I want to get one nonsense thing that they call glory, which is never glory at all. You didn't receive the Holy Ghost for talking. Mm -mm. Holy Ghost is there in order to bear witness with your spirit every blessed day as you walk, as you wake up, as you move around, you are a child of God. Understand the implication. The implication is that now God has become your own. You should be behaving like him. You should be manifesting like him. That's what he's telling you. So when you pray and you groan, Abba Father is bearing witness. It is true. It is true. Even up to this morning. It is true. In the night. It is true. Why are you still like this? Manifest. Now we have finished that. Now we look at the place of suffering. That would have made it express. For we to enter into our inheritance. And that is why I say. Be very attentive and careful to listen. Because if you miss this one. You might miss the glory. What you'll be getting is crumbs. That's crumbs. You'll be picking crumbs. And you will think it's the inheritance. But you won't know you have been deceived. You are no more there. You are no more there again. Hallelujah. The one we want to study today is a man called Joseph. Genesis 39 from 1 to 6. Now look at that in Genesis 39 from 1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him of the hand of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Can everybody keep verse 2 in his heart? And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Can we go on 3? And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. 4. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had, he put into his hand. Verses 5, And it came to pass, from the time that he had made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Says, And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not all he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. Verse 20, verse 20 to 23. And Joseph master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. Keep 21 in your heart. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. In the sight of the keeper of the prison. Can we go to Genesis 41, 38 to 43? Then we continue our study from there. Hallelujah. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? Please keep that scripture. I gave you three scriptures to keep in your heart. Keep this one, 38, again in your heart. 
Now he said, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee, all these there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. 40. Thou shalt be over my house according unto thy words. Shall all my people be ruled only in the throne? Will I be greater than thou? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand. And arrayed him in vestures of fine linens and put a gold chain about his neck. 43. And he made him to ride in a second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, bowed the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. Now, look at these three scriptures that I said you should pick. We start discussing from these three scriptures. Remember what we are discussing. We are talking about this possessor called God. We are talking about men whose eyes got open to understand what it entails to possess God as their possession. And how they understood that instead of we losing this position, let us suffer in order for we to get into full glory. That is. Can somebody understand what I'm saying? Because this is the aspect that the church has gradually removed. Even pastors can bend things. <laughs> pastors bend things. Bishops are bending things. Why? They are avoiding the suffering that is attached to it. They never knew is that suffering that will bring the full glory. Never knew. I'm trying to show you the kind of suffering. Don't tell me sickness is not the suffering. It's not the one. I'm not talking about now. Now look at these scriptures I said you should pick. Number one is Genesis 39 verse 2. And the next one is verse 21. And the next one is verse 41, 38. Hallelujah. Now look at first of all verse 2. Verse 2 of 39 Genesis. He said, and the Lord was with who? With Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. Is there no contradiction in this? The definition of prosperity in this present world, is there no contradiction? The Lord was with what? Joseph. And the Bible said, is what? Prosperous. And the same Joseph we had was a slave, sold as a servant to an Egyptian called Potiphar. And here, the Bible now defined him that is prosperous. Why? Because God was with him. Can we ever see that God being with people makes them prosperous? That is not when I have car. It's not when I build a house. The Joseph we saw from this scripture, the Bible, that means the almighty God, defined him as a prosperous man, not because he has car. He was a slave. I don't even know where he got clothes. No good shoe. No nothing. But here, the Bible defined him as a prosperous man. Prosperous man. Now we'll say, is there no contradiction in it? With what the world understands that prosperity should be. Who do they use the word prosperous for in this present world? Is he good? But from the scripture, God showed us that 
The measure of prosperity in the sight of God is God with a man. Not what he has gathered here on earth. It's not God's measure of prosperity at all. And until we come to that level of understanding, our pace for things will never end. In order for we to change our heart and our pace for God will be on the increase every blessed day. That we can never be at rest. Now, we look at the man called Joseph. He had a deep understanding of what he's saying. Look at 21. God calling him prosperous. Not because he has money. Not because he has car. Not because he has good certificate. Not because he has built mansions. He has house at Abuja. One in London. One in Japan. And everybody's calling him names. For God to define a man as prosperous is all about him having God at his possession. It's all about him being full of God. It's all about the presence of God not departing from his life every day of his life. And that is where we have missed it. Any day any man tries to point at these things and call it prosperity, tell the man you don't know what prosperity is. He's lost. He's not in touch with God. He's not in touch yet with God. The people who are truly in touch with God, they have defined true prosperity and they knew that true prosperity is you being full of God. Carrying God around. That is true prosperity. True prosperity is not when you buy Jeep. It's not when you finish your house. It's not when you buy the latest car. It's not when you finish your academics and come out with best of the result. It's not true prosperity. It's not when they make you governor or president. It's not true prosperity. It's not the office you are occupying. True prosperity is when any man is full of God. Carrying God about. When you are in the prison, you are relaxed. You are happy. That is the kind of suffering that such people love to identify with. Because they will never want to lose that inheritance called God. They know it's true prosperity. It's true prosperity. So we saw it in Joseph. The Bible defined him as prosperous. Maybe we shot. Maybe we slippers. He just walked into the man's house called Potiphar. And the Bible recorded everything started prospering. Look at twenty one. But the Lord was with Joseph. Before then, nothing was prospering. The gain that Potiphar was getting was nothing. But look at what happened. As soon as he stepped in, carrying gold, the Bible said everything began to do what? To prosper. To the extent that Potiphar himself noticed it and said, no, I can't take away my eyes from this kind of prosperity that has entered to my house. Everything is beginning to bring forth on every side. Children of God, how I wish you will understand what God is saying to us. And drop all these things and pursue God with your last breath. Pursue God with your last breath. Ever ready to suffer anything than losing him. Look at 21 of that scripture. That's Genesis 39, 21. But the Lord was with Joseph. 
and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. This time he was thrown into the prison. I don't want to discuss all other things. You know it, what happened. You knew how he landed in prison. How did Joseph land in prison? The wife of Potiphar cast her eyes on Joseph and said, come and lie with me. Lie with me. As of the time we are talking, Joseph is beginning to eat good food. He's beginning to change clothes because he brought in God there and everything is prospering. The Bible recorded that Potiphar handed over everything to his what? Into his hand. Everything. So he's beginning to eat well. So ordinarily, if it is in this world, he has become managing director. He's in charge of finance. He's in charge of food. He's in charge of everything you can think of in the house of Potiphar. So if it's now, they will say his status has changed. But in the midst of status changing, Joseph was conscious of what prosperity is all about. What true prosperity is all about. So when the woman cast her eyes on him and said, lie with me, he said, no, you started, you don't understand. I understood what true prosperity. Instead you, they will give you a walk. Maybe last year you were eating food. You have appeared and testified everywhere. And everybody is saying your status has changed. And lo and behold, the enemy came and cast her eyes on him. <laughs> so many children of God will avoid and say, for me to go back to that place again, for me to suffer this again, I know what we suffered before we appeared here. No food, no water, no good house, no nothing. So you want me to return back there again? No problem. No problem. Madam, take one. This affluence. Now, the message of suffering has run away from the body of Christ. They are no more building soldiers preparing their heart to know there is an inheritance you have. Even if it means you return back to the position where you were before, return back there with God. From there, even if it means you go into a worse place, Go there. Because for Joseph, I think him going to prison is worse. Is that what not worse? It's worse. So many a times you'll be wondering, why is it like this? And you call prayer group, you say, kill the man in the name of Jesus. But it's God that arranged it. It's God that arranged it. He said, we ought to suffer with him. Hallelujah. In order for the glory to come. Oh, there is a glory for you. I said there is a glory for you. There is a glory for you. But you must understand how will it come? And we saw Joseph, he ran. He ran for his dear life. He carried his inheritance that he cherished so much. He ran. Was running. He ran away. Naked. The boy is clothed. He said, no problem. Hold that one. But I'm running with my inheritance. <laughs> I am running with my inheritance. <laughs> Thou shalt not cut this inheritance at all. At all, at all. I knew quite well he was confident that even in prison he will prosper there. Because he knew what is carrying God. If God wants you to go to prison to affect the people there, go. Listen, if God wants you to go to prison, if that is his plan for you to be in prison, in order for the glory to break forth, my brother, go. It's not bad. You are not than the people that went there before. 
This message that Christ has died for us. And because of that we shall not suffer anymore. Don't you hear scripture? Romans chapter 8 verse 17. Our glory we are missing every day. And look at our brother Joseph. How he moved. The man was still carrying God. Did you understand what I'm saying? So it simply means God wants to go to the prison. So what is your problem? If Jehovah, the great I am that I am, wants to go to prison, won't you go there? <laughs> Jehovah wants to go to prison. So what is your problem? You say, no, me, I don't want to go. God said, me, want to go to prison. What is your problem? Let me go to the prison. I want to affect people there. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ, is so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Hallelujah. So if they get to that place, they say, minus this. <laughs> they will try to refine it and say, no, you don't understand what he's saying there. What didn't we understand? Is there any complication in this scripture? Please, is there any complication? Another translation. And we know we are going to get what's coming to us an unbelievable inheritance. Ha! We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we are certainly going to go through the good times with him. Why you are not going through good times? You are shaving away the hard times with him. You go to the church now, they'll start telling you, no, Jesus died for you not to suffer. Suffer, suffer. Who is telling that man that? Tell him to close his mouth. He don't know what to say. Jesus died for you not to suffer. Your suffering has ended today in the name of Jesus. You think he can use the name of Jesus to drive away what God has said? The name of Jesus cannot do against God. That's misuse of the name. Misuse of Jesus' name. Your glory will remain there. If we are not ready, like Joseph, who went through the hard times with him, he ran away. The running away will land him in prison. He didn't run away from that. He said, even if I'm going to enter prison, no problem. Even if he's going to kill me, no problem. You thought that Potiphar's wife didn't say, do you know the trouble you are trying to land yourself in? If you know the trouble you are landing yourself in, it would have been better you sleep with me once and be free. If you don't sleep with me, I will crook so many things and hang it on your head. My husband can even hang you. <laughs> Joseph said, no problem. Oh, Jesus, I have promised to serve thee today. Be thou forever near me, my father and my friend. I shall not fear the battle if thou art by my side. No wonder from the pathway if thou will be my guide. So I perceive this is what Joseph was singing. <laughs> I said, Lord, they have sold me as a slave. Now I'm in Potiphar's house. 
I carried you into that place. Everything prospered. She has come again. The enemy has come to rear ugly head against you. Not against me, but against your holy child Jesus, whom I'm carrying up under. And behold, they wanted to collect you from me. I refuse. Lord, they have threatened to cut my head. If you permit good, let me come back to you. Is it not better? And behold, Joseph entered prison with God. The Bible still recorded in prison. He still found him. In prison, God was there with him walking. Is it not better that God will be with you in hunger? Is it not better God will be with you without marrying, being single? Is it not better God is with you without having a child? Is it better that God is not with you? In a situation like that. And you get yourself in a place where you can never see glory again forever. Is it not better? And as he entered there, what happened? Did he end there? He didn't end there. Let's see the next one. Verse 41, 38. 41, 38. Look at the end of it. The same man in the prison. All of us, we knew the story. There's none of us who don't know the story. So I don't need to start telling the children's story every day. My book of Bible story. We have been studying this. this. How they put him in prison. How he came out of the prison. How he interpreted dreams. Are you understanding? But all of this is God that is working it. All of this is God's plan. Arranging the whole thing. The way to glory. This one you have identified with me. In my own suffering. Then you will identify with me also. In my glory. You will share in that glory. Listen. When we carry God. And we are ready to do what to suffer. No matter what it is. Get ready. The glory will hit you. And it's not just common glory. You saw what the message Bible called it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The word that the whole world cannot explain. How would they explain the glory? Not the one you bought one car. What is there? It's no testimony. Talking about sharing in the glory of Christ. In the glory of Christ. Look at the world. And look at that 41. Genesis 41 verse 38. From prison to the palace. Listen. The reason why you can remain in that prison is because you didn't carry God there. Something has carried you there. Whenever something else carry you to prison, you'll be the hell. <laughs> but let it be God that you carry there. As you are keeping him. Huh? See, how he catapult you. Look at that scripture. And Pharaoh said unto his servant, Can we find such a one as this? A man in whom the Spirit of God is. Huh? A man in whom the Spirit of God is. For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, according unto thy words, that all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linens and put a gold chain about his neck and he made him to ride in the second terrace which he had and they cried before him bowed the knee and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt including Potiphar 
bowed. Potiphar's wife, bowed. Other mate, bowed. Bowed me. The wife had it. Everybody had it. Joseph never looked for Potiphar. He never looked for them and said, cut their heads off. He understood. This is the way to glory. This is the way to glory. He climbed. He enjoyed the glory. And the glory did not stop. He was there until he died. I ask you, for how long did the glory last? He was enjoying it until he died. Not only him. Is he only his family? No. Is he only his family? Do you want to get this kind of glory? And not I buy a car. I buy a house. We finish house in the village. Is that what we are talking about? We are talking about getting to the glory that Christ has kept for us. The inheritance that we have with other saints of God. The inheritance that we have with other saints of God. I tell you today, my spirit is actually celebrating what I have seen in this inheritance. <laughs> Will you let go remove certain things you are still struggling with in your life? You felt that those things when you leave, you start suffering. Who told you? Let go, remove certain things in your life. You say no. He said, let me get these things off. Because you don't understand. A young lady, you see, that your boss is about sleeping with you. He's touching you already. Because you say, my father, my mother, there's no food. How do they go to school? My siblings, it's me. The money I'm making from here is what I'm using. You don't know what you're doing. You don't even know what you have. You don't even know what you are doing. You are a minister of the gospel. You stay. And the one who is on top is telling you to do what you know. God said no to. And you are doing. Because they are covering you. The church is covering you. They are providing for you and your family. You won't pull off from that place and go and help your life. Stay with God. You will lose your inheritance. You stay under the covering of a church, a denomination. And at the end of the day, you won't get anything. Ask God to help you. You must cry and say, Lord, help me. I am ready. Even if it means suffering, I will suffer. In order for me to get there, I want to share in this level of glory. Not this kind of penny penny kobo kobo glory. That is why many of them don't love this kind of gospel. They want, they want, they will tell them you will never suffer. Your sufferings are over. And they stay multiplying. The suffering is increasing every day. It's multiplying every second. God has shown us the kind of suffering he's talking about. Can we pray today? Can you pray today? And say, Lord, you must help me. Lord, you must help me at this stage. This is not the time to start gambling and playing and joking up and down. I must become serious. I must be serious in my walk with you. I must be serious in my walk with you, Lord. What is that thing that is making you afraid? That if this thing leaves you, you will suffer too much. And God is saying, this is the reason why you can't see the glory. Can you say, Lord, today I let it go. I let go. You have struggled enough with that particular issue. And every day God is saying, let this one go. That suffering that you are fearing that you will suffer, I will carry you through. The way he carried Joseph through, 
that is not enough reason for you to do what is contrary to what he's saying you should do. It's not enough for you not to take the path he wants you to take. It is not enough for you to walk away from your God and lose this inheritance that is priceless which he has offered to us even in Christ Jesus. You must say, Lord, it might be your character. You know that character has robbed you so many things. You don't let anything penetrate you. You don't let anything penetrate you. You have become adamant. You have become rigid. You have become so strong. You have your own kind of mind that you have formed. You have refused God to change it. God wants to change it. He said, no, that is how I am. God will say, no. Because you felt that if you change it, then people will start intimidating you. People will start doing you the way you won't like. Who told you that? Joseph passed through the right path. Joseph allowed God. Joseph allowed God. He said, Lord, if it means suffering, I will suffer. Let me share in the same glory with you, Lord. I want to share in the same glory with you. I will not make gain that will move me away from you. I will not make gain because I'm afraid of suffering. That will make me to walk against with my life. Help me today. Help me, O oh God. Help me, O oh God. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life transforming seminars for all in Sport Circle at UE23 CTC Plaza, Bokiti Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our blog page at sodtotalsportsministry.com/blog. You can also follow us on Twitter at sodtotalsport or our Facebook at sodtotalsportministry. Email this experience revival level at gmail.com for your counseling. Call 090-60-222-330 or 081-78-529-815. You are blessed. Angel.